Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about getting a trade school education with the help of special guest Lauren Moore of JLC Live and the Remodeling Deck Expo. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everybody, I'm Tim Fowler and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. Just want to encourage you to keep those ideas coming. Uh, I've been hearing from several people with good ideas, but as I've said before, one of our big challenges is just having something ready for everybody every Monday of the year. So keep those ideas coming to Tim at RemodelersAdvantage.com. So my first experience with a trade show was with the very first remodeling show, which has become the Remodeling Show and Deck Expo that was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So my boss volunteered me to speak at this event. I had no idea what a trade show even was. It was just not even part of my uh, growing up. And I had to do a 20-minute presentation. Now, fortunately for me, I had done a lot of public speaking before, but it was myself and two other people that took the podium. And for 20 minutes, I talked about what I understood production management to be. So it went very well, or at least that's what people have told me. In fact, one person even said, it's nice to hear a production guy that can talk. Now, I think that was a compliment. It may not have been a compliment to everybody else in production, but I think it was a compliment uh, for me. Shortly after that, I was actually asked to work on some of the original remodeling shows, met with people in Washington, D.C. to uh, help plan all the events. And so as I got more and more into speaking, I've been to a lot of different shows. So I just want to put it out there and let everybody know that uh, I think I'm the only living person that has actually been to every single JLC live show that's ever been produced. And I really want to keep that streak going. So, uh, you know, I want to hear some good feedback and, and so forth. So enough about me. So we're, try, we're trying on, our, on this show to bring in education. We've talked a lot about trade schools. We've talked about all kinds of different things. We had Gary Katz on to talk about, you know, skills training. And so that's what we want to focus at, on today as we talk about uh, education. So I do want to go back to my very first JLC Live show, which wasn't called JLC Live at the time. But I went to this show and there were people talking about things like moisture penetration in wood and ventilation practices and all these amazing uh, technical information that I just wasn't exposed to until that time. And the light bulbs started going off for me about how important it was to get into another environment and start learning these kinds of things. So I've been excited about trade shows ever since, and uh, I want to bring that excitement to everybody else. Now, I've worked with a lot of different coordinators on different shows, different places around the country, and it's just been a lot of fun 
getting to know people and doing uh, so much with these shows. So, Steve, when you were in the business, did you go to any of these shows? You know, Tim, I didn't. I've been to so many since, and, you know, I kicked <laughs> myself that I wasn't able to take advantage of it. So much of the content that I found edu- for education was uh, books and a lot of online resources. And there were home shows and then, you know, hands-on skills training. But, you know, JLC Live, the Deck Expo, I was never, I never uh, participated in any. I think a lot of it was just what I was exposed to and the geographic location of everything. But, um, you know, I don't think anybody compared to you, Tim, with the, <laughs> all of the JLC live shows. I'm hoping somebody will call in and challenge that, but we'll see. Yeah, well, you missed out, man, because I think there's some great information out there. And so let's let's get to talking about this. Yeah. Well, Lauren Moore has been in the conference planning and continuing education industry for almost 10 years, working within medical education and now with construction professionals. Lauren's goal is to curate the best, most timely and well-rounded education programs possible for her attendees. Working with industry professionals, it is her job to organize and manage over 150 sessions and 75 speakers annually at the JLC Live events, as well as the remodeling show co-located with the Deck Expo. Believe it or not, each program takes up to 10 months to plan and produce, forcing her to become a master in organization. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, this is so much fun. Uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of JLC Live and the Remodeling Show. Uh, it really has been a game changer for me, both in education uh, around business practices as well as technical education. So it's exciting to have the coordinator on uh, with us today. So, Lauren, just um, tell us what you do in terms of these trade shows. I think you're probably the person behind the scenes that very few people actually meet and get to know, but tell us a little bit about how, how this works for you. What do you do? Sure. So every year, um, again, like, like in the bio, it was, it takes about 10 months to plan each event. So we start off by having a call for presentations and we email that information out to current speakers and past speakers, trying to um, drum up some new ideas and, and what those timely topics would be. And once we get that information, um, I kind of, I keep a very good history of shows past and and what uh, topics have been the most well-received and and highest attended. Um, And then I I go and and build my grid out and and build the program. Um, And once the program is built, then I send it off to experts in the industry, such as you, Tim, for you guys to take a look at and let me know if I'm on the right track of of what the classes need to be. Um, I'm the first one to say I'm definitely not an industry expert, but I am a student of the industry. Um, I do keep uh, try to keep as up to date as I can uh, by reading publications and listening to podcasts and um, seeing seeing what the what the professionals are are posting on their social media and all that good stuff so um, I, I count heavily on my guys that have been participating in shows for a long time um, and that are in the trenches that are out there working with the you know cut their customers and and you know, feedback that they're getting. So I may send the program off to see if we're on the right track. And once I get that feedback, then um, 
it's kind of all the technical administrative stuff that happens from there that, you know, will take the six or eight months to, <laughs> to go through. And I think that's um, maybe one of the biggest uh, things that people don't understand um, is that it does take that long. Um, our, the remodeling deck expo will be in November this year. And uh, my program will be set by the end of April. So it, um, it, it takes a long time to get these things up and running, but uh, I have a blast doing it. Yeah, it sounds like such a cool thing if you're a good organizer. So this would be, you know, it would be a real challenge for some of us who are kind of one day at a timers to, uh, to uh, get this kind of thing done. So you mentioned a couple of things in that first comment about where your ideas come from. But that's kind of one of the, the questions that I have is just like, it just seems like uh, even as a industry professional, some of the ideas that you come up with are just, I look at it and I go like, wow, that's a really great idea to have at one of these shows. So where, do, where does all that come from? How do you, a non-industry professional, really come up with so many great ideas? Well, I think it is, again, being that student of the industry and we get, I read a lot of magazines and it really just, sometimes being on the outside, it, it helps because I read something, I read articles that I'm like, wow, this would translate into a really good session. Um, and being, it being in the industry, uh, just the meeting planning and conference planning industry, you kind of pick up on what those key titles are and, and you learn how to translate things into conference sessions. Um, and then it's, we look at evaluations of what the attendees say and what topics that they want. Um, I, I really rely heavily on the evaluations from the events um, because, again, it is all about these attendees. It's my job to provide the education that they need that's going to help their business. Um, and I think that is an overall show, show goal as well um, from each event. We want to make sure that we are that we are closing gaps that the attendees might have um, in their knowledge, whether that's in the classroom or on the show floor, um, learning with our technical clinics that we have um, that the guys are demonstrating. You know, it's, it's all about our end user and, and we're here to serve them and to provide information that they need. Yeah. So in case somebody's never been to one of these shows and particularly the JLC live show, cause they started some of these technical trainings that are on the show floor. Um, what are the different ways that people get educated? If you sure. will, when, when they go to a trade show, uh, what, what could they expect in terms of different ways that there's education going on at these shows? So we have really three core ways to gain education. So the first one is going to be, um, you know, the obvious answer of conference and the education program. And um, we typically have anywhere from between 45 and 60 sessions on, on any given show. Some programs are larger than others. Um, so that's, you know, a conference pass and you're spending a lot of time in the education in the classrooms. Um, it's that kind of a more formal setting. Um, the so, second, so Lauren, so Lauren, is that, is that like you're in a, a conference room and there's most it, generally it's just a presentation with a, a slideshow or something like that? Yes, that's going to be okay. the more formal setting of the classroom setting with uh, going through the slides and, and, and hearing guys speak in a lecture type format. Okay. Um, 
The second way is going to be from the live clinics that are on the show floor. We have um, guys like Mike Gurton and Mike Sloggett um, that put on these clinics that they build these wonderful sets and they have um, their own content that it really is a hand on, hands-on um, demonstration of, you know, window flashing and roofing and, you know, all sorts of technical stuff. That's definitely where you want to go to get the technical education to, um, to see, you know, those demonstrations. And then the other form of education to get is really just by coming to the show. Um, all of our exhibitors, you know, they are the key resource to find out, you know, those technical specs and, and, and things um, for their products. So it, interacting with the exhibitors, asking them questions, if you use their product, um, or, you know, sometimes even if you don't, and if you have a product that's similar and saying, hey, well, I've been using this and this isn't working out, um, you know, that opens up those lines of communication to see, to see, you know, how you, how their product might be better, or, you know, they can obviously answer some of those questions that you have as well, just being, um, experts in their product. Yeah. I was thinking of another way that this could be working out for companies if people are willing to do it. And a lot of us are really shy about networking and just meeting other people, but it just strikes me that, a lot of what I've learned over the years has just been meeting, particularly other speakers and so forth, but just those conversations over a cup of coffee or after a presentation or something like that are really where a lot of education can take place as well. Absolutely. Networking is a huge thing at our shows. Um, a lot of times, and what I like to see, um, especially up in New England at the JLC uh, live show in, in Providence, is you know, sometimes this is the only time all year that these guys see each other and they've been coming to the show for 20 years. And, um, you know, it's like a reunion and that gives everybody the chance to, to sit down or, you know, or, or have a beer at the welcome party and say, hey, man, what's been, you know, what's been going on in your business and being able to just kind of, you know, compare notes, if you will. Um, so that's, I, I do like to see a lot of that happening on the show. <laughs> yeah. So, so one of the uh, innovations that I've seen over the last several years is there's almost always some free beer somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that might be a motivator for listeners to actually uh, get to the show. So, um, so again, an awful lot of the education is really dependent on the, the presenter, how, how they come across. Cause I, I know for me, I've said in some years ago, we had some, uh, engineering, uh, presentations and I'm sitting there in this room and there's an engineer up there writing on the whiteboard, this formula. And then, <laughs> and then at the end of the formula, he goes, but you know, all that already. And everybody's looking at him go like, you lost us at, hi, my name is Dave, you know? And so, <laughs> So how do you select presenters that you feel like are going to connect with the audience and also are able to get their message across to people? Absolutely. Um, and kind of the biggest line that you can almost draw between speakers is whether they're a business presenter or a technical presenter. Um, I have a different expectation of each whenever I'm selecting them. Um, business presenters typically are more of the consultants 
um, business consultants that, that this is their job. They, they are used to speaking in front of people. They're used to um, hosting webinars, doing those kinds of things. So those tend to be the more kind of pizzazzy speakers that, uh, that can hold people's attention. Um, and that, you know, I, I don't really have to coach them as much as maybe some others. Um, and then there's technical speakers and that's how our programs are divided as well. There's, there's construction business classes and then there's technical classes. Um, and the technical classes tend to come from guys that, you know, have been in the industry, in the trenches, started their own companies. Um, and now they kind of, you know, they have a lot to say and they're really passionate about educating kind of this new crop of crop of guys and girls that are coming along. Um, and so with the technical speakers, I just like to make sure that, you know, it's not going to be a monotone presentation and Dave, a Dave example where they're just going to, you know, <laughs> go way far too into it. Um, I like to make sure that they really do. I think it all stems from passion, that they have a passion for their, for their topic, that they, um, they really know a lot. Our attendees are very smart and they do not hesitate to challenge information that's being taught in the classroom. And I love that. Um, I think that's extremely important. Um, but you know, the, the technical speakers come from attendees that come from the show will approach me and say, Hey, you know, like, I think I can do this. And then I kind of just start that conversation with them and get on the phone or over email and let them know kind of what the expectation is and how to create a program and what steps that we need to take. Um, and then a lot of, a lot of my speakers come from um, referrals and recommendations. Um, you know, you guys, my, my core speakers are wonderful about letting me know who you've seen at other conferences that would be um, an asset to our show. And, you know, we definitely want to make sure that those speakers are geographically appropriate. Um, I know, you know, things are different on the East Coast versus the West Coast. So that's important too, to make sure that we're pulling in um, guys that know that know that area and can speak to um, the the technical needs for the certain regions. Yeah, I think that's a that's a big deal. If for no other reason is just credibility, because sure. I think I think sometimes people will go like, well, if they aren't building here, they don't really know what they're yeah. talking about. And so it uh, it is really, really uh, an important thing. It's, it's great to see new faces uh, at these, uh, shows and just, uh, kind of hear some new thoughts. One of the things that I love about what I do is I get to hear new stuff that's happening and I don't have to be doing it myself. And I think that's one of the great, well, that's one of the great benefits of a show mm -hmm. is that like this, that you can hear a little bit of a new thing here or there. And it, it hasn't happened to you yet. And you can do something to keep it from happening or uh, it's just a, a heads up. So if someone wanted to be a presenter for one of your shows or for any any show, because I know there's lots of other shows that are out there that people might be interested in, how would they, um, you know, make that happen? What do you think would be the best way for them to actually get an idea to somebody and then uh, get accepted as a presenter? Absolutely. So the easiest, I would say a, most conferences are going to have a call for presentations, um, JLC Live, as well as Remodeling. We both have, we uh, both shows have those or all three shows have those. And um, 
the easiest way is just to go to the website of the show that you're interested in speaking at. And um, typically there's a conference section or a contact contact us. Um, and that's where you're going to find that call for presentation information. Um, I know on jlclive.com and remodelingdeck.com, um, there is a call for presentations drop down. And within that, there's a ton of information on how to submit your topics, what topics we typically look for, the length, um, whether that's an hour, three hours, um, all that information should be on there. Um, and if it's not, then just ask. I no one, um, no one that I know would ever turn down someone um, that is looking for more information and how to get started. Um, the most important thing when, to me, when looking at submissions that are coming through are titles. I need to know a lot. I would say 90% of our guys that are registering to come to conference, they're looking at the title. They're registering by the title. Um, so having a really great title that is um, that is all encompassing of what you're going to talk about. Um, and then, you know, a strong description and four solid learning objectives. Um, there's a thing called Bloom's Taxonomy. If you're not familiar, just Google it. Um, and it uh, is a great tip on how to teach you how to write learning objectives. Um, speakers that can provide solid descriptions and learning objectives right off the bat, especially if they're new, um, it makes a really good impression to people that work in education. Um, so, yeah, I just, those are kind of, those are my tips to have, you know, to get you to stand out. I always like um, if there's websites or, or YouTube links that you can provide um, of previous, you know, speaking opportunities. Um, that's always helpful too. So just uh, going to put you on the spot here, really. <laughs> like, can you think of any great titles that have just jumped out of you at you as really catchy from? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know this is kind of on the spot, and, and uh, but I just thinking that at JLC Live, it just sounded like there were some that were just. Uh, I think like like one of these last ones was how to really make money with the lead carpenter system. It's yeah. like, uh, like that's kind of that's kind of catchy, you know, because it isn't it isn't just you know make money, and it isn't just let's talk about the lead carpenter system, but it's yeah. talking about those two things combined. I thought that was one that I, I saw at the recent show that I like, I really like. Um, yeah, so like, you know, prof, planning for profit. I think right. that it's, it's short and it's very simple, but, yeah. you know, everyone knows everyone knows both of those keywords. And so it gives a good, um, good summary of, of what that session is going to be about. So I also want to add for all the engineers named Dave out there, I don't think we're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Lauren, you mentioned, you know, how people submit uh, for, you know, a topic, but how often do you have to go out and seek people? Or is that something you do if you see somebody on social media or on YouTube and say, hey, they'd be great. Do you do a lot of that? And, you know, how many are you turning down versus submissions? Sure. So I get typically about 100 submissions for each conference. And um, my formula is I like to keep the show about 40% repeat content, that top 40% um, 
just because, you know, I don't repeat sessions ever. So if someone came and they weren't able to take a session that was really popular, um, and then I have 60% new. So it is really, I look to my core guys like Tim that have been around the show for a really long time to, um, you know, give me some topics that, that could be key or speakers that are coming up. So a lot of the times I'm, I'm, I get a, most of my new content from CFPs. However, if I have read an article or someone has, has put a topic suggestion in my ear, um, I will then reach out to, you know, the network that I've established as well as, um, you know, I go to, Hanley Wood magazines and and Pro Modeler and stuff and just see kind of what they've what they've been doing and then contact uh, the writers for that to see if they're interested. That's another thing that we do. Very cool. So uh, a lot of the listeners that we have are concerned about profitability and so forth like that. So let's talk dollars a little bit. Um, like for a JLC live show, whether it's in Providence or Portland, what is the admission? fee for taking the conference program. And then we'll add a few dollars for hotel and travel and just kind of come up with something that, that, you know, makes sense because it does have to produce a, a, a profit for the company for them to be willing to spend money. But I, I want to just talk about it a little bit. So what is the, the conference fee and, and is there a show floor fee uh, for particularly the JLC live shows? Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of, there's a a few different packages that we offer. Um, You can do anything from just taking one session, an individual session for um, anywhere from $80 to $150. um, And that will include a free exhibit hall pass. All the educate, if you buy education, then you get, you'll get into the show floor um, free of charge. It's all rolled into one. Um, And then we have two-day passes, we have three-day passes, and those can range anywhere from $200 all the way up to, um, I think our highest one was $480, um, I believe. And there are, um, there's early bird pricing that we always have, uh, and then there's an on-site price, which obviously is higher. Um, So I would say, you know, under $500 is would set you up really good. And I do um, offer continuing education credits. So um, whenever we're in New England, we work with the state of Rhode Island and also with the state of Massachusetts to offer um, licensing requirements. Um, And then um, I would say 90% of my sessions are also accredited with the AIA, um, which I know that there aren't typically a lot of architects that come to these shows. But um, if you do have a certain state that is that holds requirements, then a lot of times they will accept AIA approved education. Um, AIA is pretty strict in what their requirements are. So um, that just validifies the, validates the education that we're providing. And then um, on the West Coast in Portland, we work with the Oregon CCB, the construction. Um, I don't, why did I just draw a blank on that? work with the Oregon CCB to provide their education and they they have a hours that they have to get as well yeah so I just did a little quick math on a sheet of paper here and so including a hotel for a couple of nights and some travel it might be eight to a thousand eight hundred to a thousand dollars to send 
an employee to the full education program or to take yourself. And so I guess what I'd encourage everybody to think about is you take that and you stop. And like, for example, in my world, uh, I had some tremendous problems with oak floors uh, swelling and contracting when I first started building. And I didn't know why. I go to JLC Live and I come home and I go like, okay, you know, that $1,000 saved me thousands in terms of my wood floor installation. So I think businesses should think about it in terms of, yeah, it's a pretty big chunk of money when you get right down to it. But all in all, it's not much compared to the savings that comes from what you learn at these shows. It saved you some sleep too, Tim. Bro. Yeah, it did. It did. And, and you know, I just got excited about learning. Yeah, yeah. Learning. it's inspiring. Yeah. So, Lauren, as we wrap this kind of thing up, what would you what would you say to all of our listeners just to encourage them to get involved in either going to trade shows or uh, at, at maybe for some actually being a presenter? Absolutely. So I think you know, if you've never been to a trade show before, if you've never been to a conference, I would, I would encourage you to maybe just start with the trade show floor. And I think that's a great way to kind of just get your feet wet um, and see what the show has to offer. Sometimes it can be really overwhelming because there's a lot of different stuff going on and planning your schedule and exhibitors that you want to talk with and clinics you want to see. And, you know, start by taking one session. Take one session in the conference program and, you know, and see how it goes. Look, just look at what sessions are being offered. And I guarantee there's going to be one that you can identify with that you can relate to Um, and take that one. And then you kind of know what's going on. And then the next year, you know, build from there. And, And, you know, I always say, try it, try it out yourself first as the, as an owner or manager and, you know, try to identify things and to that your, that your crew would see as advantageous. Take some of the classes that you would send your crew to. Um, and then you have to be involved. Uh, if you are taking a group, you have to be involved in that process, um, not just sending them and kind of letting them go free reign, because we all know that can be a little dangerous. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would encourage taking classes that you would send your crew to first. Um, and, you know, start, start small. Um, all, all of the staff on, on my three shows, especially I can, I can speak to, we're all extremely willing to help and guide you through the process of picking classes and planning your experience at the trade show, you know, education or not. Um, we, we really, we really care that, that you're, you're getting what you need for your business. So, well, thank you so much, Lauren, really appreciate this. Well, thanks for having me, Tim. I really appreciate it and had a blast talking to you guys. Well, Tim, that was another fantastic show, Lauren. I mean, she just provides an incredible service, and I love to hear the options uh, for contractors out there to get more education. Uh, One of the things I see is that what it does is it gets you out of your bubble and gets you out of your continuous day-to-day. I think it also sends an incredible message to your employees of continuing education and improvement in what you do. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's just, I, again, I, I all through this, I was talking about my experience with these shows. And what I would encourage people to do is go to a class to learn one thing. Don't be disappointed if it's 
not like over the top 50 things I can change. But one thing will save you thousands and thousands of dollars in the long run. And so as you're looking at education, be thinking in terms of every little bit makes thousands of dollars of contribution uh, to your uh, company. Again, I just want to encourage people to get involved. I think Lauren made a great point there right at the very end about not just sending people and letting them go, but being involved in their education. So setting some goals, letting them do some reports when they get home, uh, letting them make some commitments that as a result of going, these are the three things that I want to do differently, whether it's a technical thing or a business thing. All of those things will really make it worthwhile as opposed to just going and having a great time. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And uh, well, once again, we want to thank Lauren Moore for joining us today. And we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, we're helping the bottom line through production training. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.